Welcome to California Groundbreakers, a place that sets trends, starts movements, and shakes up how things are done around the world. We're inviting interesting people doing innovative things to sit down and talk with us about how they're asking and answering the big questions facing all Californians. Our goal is to inspire change across the state, one conversation at a time. Doing live in-person events is off the table for a while, so in the meantime, here's our podcast series, The New Normal in California. During the shutdown, we'll be looking at ways our coronavirus-affected lives are changing over the short and long term, and talking with Californians who are making significant change in this new normal. If you like what you hear and want to help us keep producing more of these, consider making a podcast creation donation. Click on the Support California Groundbreakers link on our SoundCloud podcast page or on the Donate tab of our website, californiagroundbreakers.org. In this episode, we're taking a look at how to keep busy and occupy our time during the shutdown. If you're running out of things to watch on streaming TV or favorite podcasts to listen to, we have got suggestions for you. We talked with a few people who watch TV and produce podcasts for a living, and they gave us great suggestions for what to download during this pandemic time. First up is Michelle Foss Snowden, a professor of communication studies at Sacramento State University and also the host of her own podcast, The TV Doctor, in which she offers television prescriptions to help cure whatever is ailing you. In the second half, we talk with Rockwell Felder and Johnny Flores, two podcast production pros from Sacramento who know what great conversations sound like. They gave us their top picks for easy listening during these tough times, from hardcore history to how to cook carrots perfectly. Join us for our conversations with Michelle, Johnny, and Rockwell about TV and podcast episodes to enjoy while we're shut down and sheltering in place. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 7 of our podcast series, The New Normal in California. My name is Vanessa Richardson, and I am Executive Director of California Groundbreakers. I don't know about you, but with these longer days and, of course, the shutdown, I have much more time on my hands to read books, watch more streaming TV, and listen to podcasts besides this one. But I finished most of my must-read books. I've nearly finished my must-watches on Netflix And when I click on the podcast suggestions on iTunes, there's so many choices, I don't know where to start. So if you're like me and you expect the shelter in place to keep on in some way through the summer, not to mention there's still not a lot of diversions open to take us out of our homes, you'll still have plenty of time to read books, watch TV, and listen to podcasts. But where to start if you run through your current favorites and looking for more, and how to make sure you don't waste a lot of time starting books or shows you can't finish. I like suggestions, especially good ones, to cut through all the choices and go straight to the good stuff. And I found a few good people here in the Sacramento who know their stuff when it comes to good books, good podcasts, and good streaming options. So I thought I'd ask them for some picks and then thought, why not have them join me on this podcast to share their picks with you as well. So we're doing a new normal episode about the best pandemic time picks for books and podcasts and streaming TV and movies to enjoy while we're shut down and sheltering in place. So first up, we're talking with Michelle Foss-Snowden, a professor in the Department of Communication Studies at Sacramento State University, and also the host of her own podcast, The TV Doctor, in which she offers television prescriptions to help cure whatever is ailing you. And I think right now in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, it's a perfect time to get some prescriptions. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be talking about TV any day during... (laughs) 
pandemic or not pandemic. <laughs> so we were recording this on a Saturday, a, a lovely Saturday, and um, I, I've gotten some outdoor time, but I am, I'm going to write down uh, the list of suggestions that you have for me, and I'm also going to post them on the uh, podcast upload page. But, awesome. uh, you know, I figured let's start off with um, you know, the current news and now, the here and now about you know, what's happening? Obviously, it's coronavirus, COVID-19. So right. I was wondering, you know, in terms of for those of us who want to, you know, keep tabs on what's going on um, or, you know, figure out, like, how do we get to the situation today? Yeah. What is there to watch about coronavirus-focused news or, like, history of past pandemics or epidemiology? I've gotten, you know, very interested in, you know, what the scientific aspects of this. What sure. do you recommend for kind of, like, the, the, the coronavirus-focused uh, things? Sure, to, uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and I... I I might even just choke on these words as I say them, but when it comes to kind of your best source of information about COVID-19, about the pandemic, I'm going to recommend that you not watch anything. I'm going to divert you away from this medium of television. And here's why. So I, television is kind of built on this idea of um, information riding alongside entertainment. And so even as television is attempting to give us information, it's still a business. They still have to get eyes, get attention. Uh, And so the possibility of misinformation getting in there and getting mixed up with um, the real the real information, the good stuff, is really high. And it's really high right now. Is um, It's even higher right now. So um, I'm, I'm thinking that people have their kind of trusted news sources um, that might come in other mediums. So, uh, you know, whether that's the newspaper or whether that's an online source uh, or whether it's just a person that you know that you trust, uh, I think maybe not TV <laughs> right now. Yeah, although on that on that note, I did watch, I think like a lot of people, when we were starting to hear about coronavirus, I did rewatch the Steven Soderbergh movie, Contagion. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that actually sparked the idea for the first podcast yeah. uh, we did in this, The New Normal, about epidemiology and interviewed this great professor at UC Davis about how this all started, because this yeah. is what she's tracking. Totally. So it was very interesting to see how like... A, what you consider an escapism movie uh, now is like, whoa. And I know there's a couple of documentaries that came out. So in terms of like, I guess, historical uh, things, I was wondering if there was something there where we could just see w- how this may play out or, um, you know, to make more understanding of, you know, just the, how the past and the future are always connected. Yeah. Well, I think there are definitely some shows that we – I don't know that there's anything that can help us understand our current situation uh, from a bird's eye view, but I think there are some shows, uh, and I'll likely mention those in a moment, uh, that can help us understand our individual place in it and kind of help us as individuals come to terms with what's going on. So it may not necessarily be that you watch something on TV and it helps you understand coronavirus, pandemic, maybe not, but who we are in this new world, in this new normal, 
uh, I think there are some interesting options for us. Okay. I thought, originally I thought, oh, I can ask about what are the best dramas to watch, the best sure. reality shows. But then I was thinking more about emotional stuff, at yes. least that I'm feeling. And probably a lot of us are feeling. So yeah. I guess like basically things to watch based on what emotion we're feeling or want to yes. feel. Yep. So I thought maybe recommendations for what would give us solace, like comfort yes. food, TV yes. and, and movies. Yes. So by comfort food, I guess this is going to be a recommendation for comfort food for someone who is maybe not living a uh, fully healthy lifestyle, maybe. <laughs> so it's going to be comfort food, but it's, it's on that border of junk food, if I'm going to be honest with you. But that still makes you feel good. You know, it's yeah. like it's short term. Um, and so I'm going to recommend one of two reality-based programs on Netflix that are still relatively fresh. And so the first one is called The Circle. And then the second one is called Love is Blind. So um, in both of these cases, Netflix has done this really interesting social experiment where they've put people, um, obviously this is before lockdown, but they've put people into these situations, uh, almost like little love, um, love and relationship-based lab rats and tried to see how they react. So in the circle, uh, they take a number of individuals and they house them all together in this uh, apartment building and they are by themselves in their apartment. It's a very similar situation to what a lot of people are dealing with now in that they are not allowed to have any physical contact with anyone else. They don't have their phones. They can't call anybody. They can't go next door and meet the neighbors. They have to interact uh, via this um, social media platform called The Circle. So uh, they are navigating these relationships via the circle and they are trying to uh, become influencers and form uh, relationships and allies and that kind of thing. So that's a really fun one. Um, but, but I recommend it because it's kind of we're We are all living in the circle right now to a certain <laughs> extent. So it's a little creepy uh, to watch it now, but uh, it's still a lot of fun. And then Love, and Love is Blind is also very reminiscent of our current situation. So they basically take uh, a number of singles, uh, single attractive people, and they uh, keep the women on one side and the men on the other side. And then they date uh, using these pods, right? They call them pods. And so a woman will go in on one side of the pod and a man will go in on the other side of the pod. There's a screen between them so they cannot see each other. And the only way that they get to come out of the pods and actually meet each other face to face is if they propose marriage to wow. each other. Yes. And so it starts off with, I want to say 10 singles um, or 10, you know, potential couples. And uh, there were, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, there were, I want to say five or six couples who actually proposed marriage and the show the season takes you all the way through um through wedding day for some of these folks so it's really about these kind of like making and uh forming and developing and growing relationships based on factors other than physical presence or even being able to see each other 
like conversation and exactly. humor and getting exactly. to know someone for their brain. Oh, wow. Exactly. Exactly. Sounds kind of Victorian times, actually. A little bit. A yeah. little bit where you're writing letters and then sending it off. And yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That way. Great picks. Thank you. The other, the other emotion I was thinking was um, along those same lines, social connection. You know, what's the, what are some picks that you would have for uh, creating some kind of connection? Like we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Well, so I love the show 90 Day Fiance on TLC. And here's the reason why that's my pick. So a lot of these couples, do you know the basic concept of the show? I do not. It's pretty straightforward, 90 Day Fiance, right? So they basically find these individuals who have been in uh, online relationships with folks from different countries. So uh, there are a lot of folks who are in Ukraine, some folks who are in Brazil, some folks who are in um, Spain or Thailand, etc. And they've had these online relationships with folks in the US. So 90 Day Fiance essentially follows these couples through their first face-to-face interaction, the process of getting a K-1 visa and uh, getting married. And so it follows them essentially for the 90 days before they actually get married. So the reason why I would pick this show in terms of the whole, we're all in this together is because I think uh, these are people who are, uh, you know, I think you have to approach this with a little bit of realism in that, you know, some of these folks are probably just maybe going through the motions for the sake of a TV show. But there's also moments where you can't help but feel like, listen, this is authentic. This is uh, someone who is separated by thousands of miles, in some cases, from the person that they love. And all they want to do is just be with that person. But because of whatever circumstances, they can't. And, uh, you know, again, some of it may just be for TV, but I think a lot of it uh, should resonate with audiences now where we are, uh, for a lot of us, separated from our loved ones. Um, and we, we can watch these folks sort of get in their own right mind space for um, the challenge the challenges that are in front of them. And I think there's something kind of inspiring in that. So again, it's not necessarily related 100% to the pandemic, but it is um, reminiscent of of that. That sounds great. Um, And you had mentioned the word escapism in there, or realism. Mm -hmm. And so going like, I guess, the total 180. (laughs) Yes, escapism. And so I know for me, one of the escapism things I did have in my must watch was like BBC BritBox, you know, anything with the uh, parasols and cravats. So I did watch, um, (laughs) I did watch, um, uh, Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth, nice. which uh, all I can see is the, uh, you know, the definitive one. But in terms of other escapism, what yes. do you recommend these days? Just so we can just like totally take yes. our minds off of yep. today. I've got it for you. So um, if we're going to get away, I want to get really away. So my recommendation is going to be Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> on CBS All Access. So, I mean, listen, here's the thing. A lot of people are reluctant 
to, if they aren't trekkers or trekkies, there is a distinction between the two, but y'all don't care about that. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> tweet me later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't care. Um, but so anyway, so if you're not familiar with the world of Star Trek, you might be intimidated by it because we're talking about, you know, seven different television shows and a history of over 50 years. And so it's, you know, it can feel a little intimidating um, just by its sheer volume. But here's why I love Star Trek Discovery for those people particularly. Um, you don't really need to know anything about Star Trek to, to have this be your entry point. Now, obviously, if you are familiar with Star Trek, there are going to be some fun little Easter eggs, some little moments that you're like, oh, I know what that is, and I, I'm so excited to see what's coming. Um, so there's, there's enough there for the fans to be excited about. But it's also set... Uh, chronologically before the very first Star Trek series. So it's not like you are missing out on anything because the timeline, you're kind of getting in at the first moment of it. So, you know, if you watch Discovery and you love it, it might be fun for you to then go to the original series and kind of follow along chronologically from there. Um, but it looks great. It's great acting, it's great writing, it's funny, and it's in space. <laughs> and there's alien. <laughs> that's definitely so, escapism. That's escapism for you right there. It really is a fantastic show. Um, CBS All Access, I think, is doing a, um, a special, uh, maybe special pandemic deal <laughs> where they're offering their service free for a month. Um, but you do have to, you know, pay for it or put down the credit card and then it's free. Right. And then at the end of the month, they'll just keep charging you. So as long as you get your phone and set a little reminder to cancel that afterwards. But yeah, CBS All Access has a lot of really great programming. And um, this, the newer Star Trek shows are some of their best. And that is and that is like the, the newest one that they put out in terms of chronologically. That's pretty new isn't so, it yeah sure it is okay. um picard okay. is probably the newest okay so, so jean Picard. yeah yeah Patrick yeah, yeah. okay that's okay. right that's great yes because i am um i don't know if i'm a trekker or trekkie so there you go i probably am yeah. neither so that sounds like a good way to enter into the star trek <laughs> galaxy i think it is i think okay. it is great then in terms of, you know, escaping geographically, I think for many of us who would love to travel, you know, we are, can't and who knows if that'll happen again. So what, what do you recommend to watch that makes us feel like we are geographically escaping? Yeah. So <clears throat> I wanted to recommend this show called Castaways. It was um, an ABC show that uh, came out, I want to say in 2018. It was just one season, um, but it's so hard to find. I did some, some digging on the internet to see if I could find a place where uh, it was airing. And I found the pilot just on YouTube. Somebody had, had posted the pilot on YouTube. Um, but I don't know. It's an, elusive, it's an elusive pick, which makes me sad because it really is a gorgeous, um, both emotionally and visually, you know, aesthetically. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous program. Um, but so since that one is a little tougher to find, although if you're in the mood for some sleuthing, go get it. That's my recommendation. But in case that one can't be found, um, I'm going to recommend Planet Earth, which is a BBC America show. Uh -huh. And it's, it, 
Oh, so you're familiar. Uh, yeah. Yes, I've seen, I'm not sure if there's more than one, but I, I know I there saw is. the first one and it was so gorgeous. And Yeah, just breathtaking. And you know, you're in that moment where you're like, it's almost like you remember that movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and how, yes. you know, the people are, you know, out in the front yard, but it's like this wilderness and it's this magical jungle, but it's just regular yard grass, right? That's how it makes you that's how planet earth makes you feel about the world is that you're, you're the size of an, an insect and you, you can't even believe that you have access to seeing this part of our world. So, you know, obviously the landscapes and the, you know, it, it takes you from the mountains to the desert, to the jungle, you know, and even, you know, the urban landscapes, um, and it's talking about life, what life looks like in each of these different environments. Um, so the geography, the actual physical geography is gorgeous, but really it's about those creatures that live. And some of them, it's cool that this, this uh, question comes right after the one about Star Trek, because sometimes you look at these animals and you're like, that's not real. They, <laughs> that thing that you just showed me does not actually exist on planet Earth. That is an alien or you know, some CGI or something, but it's not, it's real. Our beautiful planet. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a nature documentary, but it's one on like on steroids. It's so amazingly yeah. done. And yeah. is it, is it Sir Richard Attenborough? Is that, that's I know, the, one. That's mm -hmm. the yeah, who's, who's uh he knows his stuff. That's and that's right. interesting, Michelle, because it feels like in these times, it feels kind of weird to think about travel, getaway or you know yeah. renting an airbnb so right. i think it's an interesting pick because you're looking at the world and um yeah um, at animals and the planet and it's interesting right now how they're they're getting a breather from us right We're yeah, that's right going out that's well that right. makes me want to watch it again because it is a gorgeous gorgeous show it really is all right and then uh for since we're since we're stuck at home, the animals get to travel and we're stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, a lot of people are cooking or learning to cook or learning yeah. to kill or maybe, you know, I have to learn how to garden again. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, right. what do you recommend watching that makes you feel less bored while you're stuck at home or, you know, yeah. more inclined to pick up a new skill? Yes. Or, yeah. Know, yeah. Recommendations. So I'm obsessed with two shows. I have two recommendations. So the first is called Nailed It. Uh, it's a Netflix program. And it's essentially, maybe you've heard of the show Worst Cooks in America. Yes. So it's kind of like that, but it's with baking. So there will be three contestants who love to bake and love to do creative baking projects, but they're not that great at it so so they come and they are attempting to recreate um, these challenging baked creations and uh, it the results are tragic and hilarious it's one of the funniest shows on television because you know you're supposed to create this like Power Rangers cake and then when the contestant does it, it looks like a sad melted. It's just the worst thing. And then they always say, nailed it, right? And it sounds very relatable, I guess, for many of us wannabe bakers. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. won't be, uh, we won't be, uh, uh, 
nervous or scared, like, oh, I could never do that. It's That's right. That's, that's a, right. That's a great kind of baking show for me. Yeah. You get to kind of give yourself a break. You're, you know, we're... The, Nobody can create those things, you know, that's, that's a robot made that kind of thing. Um, and then the other one is called Making It, and that's an NBC show. Uh, there have been two seasons so far. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if there's going to be a third because Hollywood is shut down just like everybody else. So, um, but Making It is a competition show, again, along the lines of the, um, the Great British Baking Show. Have you seen that one? Yes. So it's the same kind of concept where, you know, you have the 10 people and they do different challenges in a barn, but making it uh, is all about crafts. So, and it's all different kinds of crafts. Um, And making it has made a really fun transition into the online space since they would have been, I think, in production right now. So they're having things, so on the Making It Instagram, for example, they will do challenges that everybody can kind of participate in from home. So it's like, you know, make something out of all of that crap in your junk drawer. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a fun way that you're not only watching these incredibly talented creatives doing their thing on the show, but it's kind of like you can play along as well. And it's hosted by um, Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. So ah, from Parks and Recreation. That's, that's right. <laughs> a great time. That sounds like a great uh, uh, couple of hosts. Oh, that, that yeah. sounds really fun. Okay. Making oh, it. Very inspiring. Making it. Okay. Then stuck at home with kids. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What should the kids watch or what, what should you watch with your kids if you're all home together? Yeah. So um, I have three that I'll talk about really quickly. The first, I'm going to call back to planet Earth. Um, I love uh, television that's, I guess, meant for adults, but that kids like too. Um, so my daughter is almost two. She's a, a month away from two. And uh, whenever she sees any kind of um, four-legged creature, she thinks that's a puppy. And so it'll be a camel. And she'll be like, oh, puppy. And I'm like, sure, we can go with that. Giraffe, she's like, oh, puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but then when she sees a cat, though, she'll go around. So that's really cute. Um, so Planet Earth is great. Uh, Animated, so for kids, but something that adults would also love is uh, the amazing, who is it, the amazing world of Gumball. Um, that's a Cartoon Network show, and it features Gumball, who is a cat, his uh, brother, who is a fish, he has a sister who's a rabbit. His mom is a cat, and his dad is a rabbit, and they go to school with. Um, the other kids are, a, you know, a banana, um, a balloon, a T-Rex, a cactus, <laughs> you know. So it's, um, and it's so smart and so funny. So the kids will dig it and they'll miss, you know, the jokes that are kind of in there for the adults who are watching. Um, so It sounds like SpongeBob SquarePants, but set on land. Is it similar to that? Or? It is set on land, um, but it's... It's a little bit, it's, um, it's wackier. Okay. Oh. It's just all over the place. So it's, but it's got that same kind of, um, 
message underneath the message that the kids are going to pick up on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's got that same kind of thing. And then the last one is uh, Mira the Royal Detective on Disney. So that's what uh, has, has been playing a little bit <laughs> in our house during the pandemic. Uh, so Mira is a, a, a young woman who works for the, the royal family, and she solves mysteries, and she's adorable and very smart. I love it. Sounds like Agatha Christie in the 21st century, or? A little bit. I like but to think about India. you. Very mm-hmm. cool. All right. That in India. I don't have children, but I am very, I'm very interested in watching those. Yeah. All right, Michelle. So the last question I have, I guess, is shows that you are savoring once the shutdown ends. Mm-hmm. I guess there's any upcoming shows. I know, like you mentioned, I mean, it's there's a long pause for uh, entertainment yeah. right now. And so it may be a little bit before we see new shows. But is there anything that you're, I don't know, seeing like a celebratory show or something that is in the works and will come out when... Um, when you know later on this year mm-hmm. that you're very excited and, and in a way will mark like uh where we're getting through this and we're at a place where we can breathe a little easier yeah so um so i i i took this question a little bit of a different way in that there is um a show that has really changed. This is kind of the one that I was mentioning earlier when you asked me what should we watch to kind of figure out the coronavirus. Um, There's a show that has really changed my perspective on where we are and where we go from here. Um, And that show, and so it's, it has concluded. So it's over now, but we are, those of us who watch the show through Netflix are waiting for that last season. So when that last season comes out um, on Netflix, it's, that's going to be a really wonderful moment, I think. But um, so the show is called Shit's Creek. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. <laughs> are, do you watch it? I've watched the first season, but I guess okay. for, for, you can give us all yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. refresher or a primer on what it is. Sure. So Shit's Creek is um, about the Rose family um, who are incredibly wealthy and successful. And then there's a tax problem and they are evicted from their gorgeous life. And they are forced to move to this town called Schitt's Creek, um, which the, the dad of the family, Johnny Rose, bought this town on as a joke. Because uh, that's, I guess, what the incredibly wealthy do is that they just buy towns. Uh, but he had bought it as a joke at one point. And so when they lose everything... Uh, that's the only thing that they have left. So they, the whole family, it's uh, Johnny, Moira Rose is his wife. Um, and then uh, David and Alexis are their grown children, their adult children. And all four of them end up living in two rooms at a motel in Schitt's Creek. And they have to um, adapt to this new life in which they feel stripped of everything that they thought that they needed. And so that it, it's such a, um, an unanticipated metaphor 
for where we are right now. It's one of those shows that I, I didn't start watching until we were quarantined. And so as I'm watching it and I'm looking at the world around me and I'm like, oh, is this me? Like, is, is this what's happening right now? You know? So it's like, um, they, they, it's hilarious. It's very much a comedy. And so there's moments where they, the roses are made to seem ridiculous because of what they, their reactions to the people of Schitt's Creek who are uh, living a, a, a simpler life, right? And so in ridiculing, honestly, their reactions with losing their material goods, um, it really gets you questioning your own reactions to what we have lost um, during this pandemic and uh, things that we shouldn't be so frustrated about losing them, you know, and really um, as the roses do starting to appreciate and love their new normal um, as we too, I think should look for ways to adapt to and appreciate what we, what we do have and what is um, most important in this new, in this new world. That's a, that's a great, uh, that's a great way to summarize it. I, I, I'm going to watch that show again. I, I think, um, if I remember correctly, they're the two main actors, the Mr. and Mrs. Rose are, uh, uh, Eugene Levy, the actor Eugene yes. Levy, and Catherine O'Hara. Yes. And if you yes. love the those mockumentary uh, right. shows like Best or movies, Best in Show, and Wayne yes. for Gutman, yes. they're in there. Yes. They're yes. excellent. So, yeah. if anyone loves and, those, yeah. And and uh, their son David is played by Eugene Levy's actual son. Oh, cool. So, and and their and their daughter, his daughter, is actually in the show as well. So and so, so we're waiting for that. I'm sorry. We're waiting for that last season. It's going to roll out or on Netflix on Netflix. Okay. And they're being coy. They're not letting us know <laughs> when that's coming. So, so they look forward to, I think that's we're, right. we're waiting for that. But that's in the right. mean, in the meantime, though, these are excellent picks and thank, thank you. you, Michelle, for, for giving them to us. I'm going to definitely um, plug them into uh, my, uh, my list. Great. And, um, and so, yes, we can keep track of you uh, on your podcast, The TV Doctor. Like I said, it's on uh, major podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And do you come out weekly, biweekly? What's the regular or whenever you feel like it? <laughs> yeah, well, there's kind of like a before pandemic and an after yeah. pandemic. Because, uh, you know, I interview a guest on each uh, episode. And so kind of... Uh, I usually try to do that face to face. So my production has slowed um, while we try to adapt to these new technologies and getting that out. But there are um, almost two full seasons available. Um, and uh, once the academic semester ends, then uh, you should expect some new episodes weekly or every other week. But definitely with two with two seasons, there's plenty of TV picks in there. So plenty if we've, of TV if we've gone through all these that you just yeah. mentioned, there's plenty more. That's right. Great. That's right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time and I love your picks and uh, I'm going to start watching soon. Thank you. Let me know how you like them. Will do. Hi, this is Caleb Clark. 
executive producer of California Groundbreakers podcast. We're working on more The New Normal in California podcasts literally as I speak, but putting them together takes a fair amount of time and money. If you like what you're hearing in this episode and you want to hear more of them, you can help us in two ways. First, consider being a Groundbreaker supporter right now by making a podcast creation donation. Click on the Support California Groundbreakers box on our SoundCloud podcast page or on the Donate tab of the homepage of our website, californiagroundbreakers.org. And if you know of a Californian doing some innovative thing during this pandemic time who should be talking with it about us on this podcast, email us at info at californiagroundbreakers.org and give us the info about who, where, and why so we can get in touch. We're always looking to get the word out about groundbreakers who people should know about and support. Hey everyone, welcome back to the second half of today's The New Normal in California episode. And we're taking a look at the best pandemic time podcast to tune into during all this downtime we currently have. And I'm Vanessa Richardson, Executive Director of California Groundbreakers. So back in the day, way back when, before the pandemic, when we were doing live events, we regularly turned them into podcasts and they sounded great. Thanks to my audio engineer and my podcast producer extraordinaire, Caleb Clark, who runs Kickstart Audio. Now that we're all remote and virtual, we have been recording these new normal podcasts on Zoom, which I'd say works pretty well for, the, for what we're doing so far. But for this episode, I have to admit I'm a little nervous because, or at least I want to sound really good because our two guests right now are podcast experts who know their stuff. So sound quality is very important to them. And besides knowing how to create podcasts of the utmost sound quality, they also listen to a lot of podcasts, both professionally and personally, which is why I asked them to join us today to give us some really good picks to listen to while we have all the time to do so. So first up, let me introduce Rockwell Felder. He is co-founder of Squadcast, a company that started in Sacramento, still has roots here, that lets podcasters record studio quality audio from anywhere, I guess even from their kitchens or their back patios. So thank you, Rockwell, for coming on board today. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. Excited to be here. And we also have Johnny Flores, who is a Sacramento-based podcast producer and consultant. And up until last fall, he was hosting the show Serious Talk, Seriously, which were interviews of the interesting people he met in Sacramento, including the mayor, Daryl Steinberg, and he ran it for nearly 200 episodes. Although I see, Johnny, you restarted again, I guess with a new mini-series called Stay the Fuck Home. Can you describe, I I think I have a sense of what that is, but tell us a little bit about that, um, the new episodes. Uh, I, I did 10 episodes and, uh, I, I brought it back because I wanted to check in with some people in Sacramento from different walks of life to see how they were dealing with the shelter in place. So, uh, one of them was Liv Mo, who's the creative director of, uh, Verge Center for Arts. I wanted to see how the arts were being impacted by this. Um, and then the last, that was the second episode. And then the last episode, I checked in with someone who has cystic fibrosis, uh, who had a double lung transplant. I think she also had a liver transplant. Wow. So she was on a lot of medications that uh, compromised her immune system. So her body doesn't reject the organs. And uh, just to see what it's like for her, like, what's it like for someone who, who's really susceptible to this? Um, and, and it was a way to stay busy during this too, because my a lot of my projects had gone on pause because uh, my studio, I couldn't have a bunch of people in my studio. 
I totally understand what you're talking about. So yes, yeah, so uh, Serious Talk Seriously is back up with this new 10-part uh, series or a little more maybe called Stay the Fuck Home. And Johnny also hosts Creativity Speaks. That's the audio portion of Creative Plus, Creativity Plus, excuse me, which is uh, live events here in Sacramento. He also co-hosts a podcast called The Graphic Novel Explorers Club. And he also runs Flores Podcast Consulting, which helps others turn their dream of hosting a podcast into reality. So thank you, Johnny, for Oh, that's a good us. tagline. I need to I need to use that there one. There you go. You can <laughs> take it. It's yours. It's yours. So uh, great. Thank you both. For, I'm very excited. I mean, obviously, for California Groundbreakers, I've learned a lot about podcasting and what is uh, what is um, involved in it. So I have an utmost res uh, respect for it now, but I also have more time to listen to podcasts um, when I, you know, do my walks around the park or just, you know, want to get my mind off of stuff. So that's why I brought you in. I figured you could give uh, me and everybody else out there who uh, may be needing new things to listen to uh, some picks. So first up, I, I did want to start with, you know, I guess the doom and gloom of today, or at least the reality uh, of today, and podcasts that, that focus on, you know, coronavirus-focused news, current events, but I also thought about things that may, podcast series that may have started uh, a little while back, but are, that are focusing on topics, that have focused on topics that really tie into what we're going through today, you know, epidemiology or, or stress relief or, um, you know, uh, science or politics, anything that uh, you recommend about having us better understand what got us into this, this situation today. Rockwell, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in the spotlight and I'm going to start with you and see what your picks are. Yeah, well, thank you. I think the interesting thing for me has been, um, I mean, as we all know, this the situation is, is totally unavoidable and on everybody's mind. So like even podcasts that that's not necessarily the topic, it, it, find its, it, it finds its way into the conversation in some way. And what I've been finding very interesting is that the people are coming to their shows to you know hear a familiar voice someone that they've built like somewhat of a unique bond through podcasting with and they're trying to hear how that person is navigating and dealing with the situation so like hearing how tim ferris is is dealing with the coronavirus versus uh kara swisher um you know and and it just meanders its way into all the conversations i think the show though that you know they they really pivoted and focused um all on covid related stuff was science versus that's Gimlet's uh, show that they, they like really do. They like try to find the facts uh, behind science and like, just talk, just talk about the facts. And so uh, all of their shows now focus on COVID related topics. I think one of the, the last ones that came out was like uh, how women that are pregnant need to, to navigate the, the COVID situation and stuff like that. And they, so they go really deep on that topic and it's done actually really well for the show. Um, one of the things that a lot of the podcasts uh, like hosting companies are reporting is that listening is down a little bit because people's behavior patterns as far as listening have been disrupted. I know certainly mine has. Um, so, you know, it's just finding different ways to to build that back into your habit. But the Science Versus show has actually uh, 
you know, had a, a significant increase in, in listeners. Um, and a lot of people think it's because they did this pivot of focusing just on science related topics to, to COVID. So that would be my top number one uh, to check out for, for COVID related stuff. But I think you can get it from anywhere. And I think that's what's really cool is, again, hearing how Joe Rogan is, is thinking about this and dealing with this or the other comedians that uh, are popular podcasters and stuff. It's been, it's been very interesting. And then for me, I'm listening to, I've, I listen to a lot of more it's podcasts about the podcasting industry. So hearing industry, industry folks talking about their experience in podcasting and, and I get to kind of compare and contrast that to what we're experiencing at Squadcast. Okay, great. Johnny, what about you? What uh, hard news or coronavirus all the time, every day podcast are you listening to? You know, it's funny. I picked science versus it's also. So good. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a really good show. And, and Two thumbs up. To kind of, piggyback on that too is that, I mean, if your podcast is currently in production, almost all of them are really about coronavirus. I mean, almost all of them touch on it in one way or another. Um, it's just, they ha- you kind of have to, right? If, if people, people want comfort and they want to know that they're not their anxiety or their sadness or the loneliness or their happiness isn't just exclusive to themselves and that there's other people out there feeling the same thing all right so science versus okay that sounds like a must a must listen to all right speaking of comfort johnny you you led me into my next uh question or topic that i wanted to ask you about um because i i had mentioned earlier that i could ask about you know what drama should we listen to what true crime podcast but i was thinking more about like what do i want to feel when i listen to a podcast i mean i i want to know what's going on so hence that first question but then i i I want some comfort i want some solace so i was thinking are there any comfort food podcasts uh you know classic episodes or it doesn't matter when they started recording or the topic Uh, but some podcasts that you listen to that that do give solace and comfort johnny let's start with you one that i go to I repeatedly go to the well quite a bit and I will listen to old episodes, new episodes is Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Um, I'm a big fan of comedy and he has terrific conversations, mostly with performers and, and comedians, but once in a while he has like historians on or, or uh, different authors. But I love listening to these stories. Like some of my favorites are Martin Short and um, and the, the Andy Richter, his sidekick from the TV show, they just have amazing stories about the industry and just all the these extreme personalities that work in that realm. And and uh, it's it's great. I love listening to it, and I'll, I will listen to episodes. I've I've heard the Dana Carvey episodes dozens of times. Okay, Rockwell. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, Conan O'Brien, I've really enjoyed the way he's embraced and what he's done with podcasting. It's pretty cool. So you're, you're absolutely right there, Johnny. Um, I think for me, the ones that, um, you know, kind of give me that, that escape or just always are, are, are warm. I mean, it, it might sound weird cause some of them are a little on the scarier side, but there's a lot of really cool, uh, science fiction podcasts or like audio drama podcasts. There's one called the black tapes or, um, rabbits is another one that the same production company made. And it's like a, it's almost like a true crime story, but you, 
it, it's not real, but you, you, you can't tell if it's real or not. It like really bends reality in a weird way that uh, I find completely captivating and super interesting. Um, so that would be, those are, those are my uh, podcasts for that. The Black Tapes and Rabbits. And Rabbits. It sounds like it's an updated version of War, War of the Worlds back in the day with Orson Welles. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Something like that. You know, I, I that sounds good because isn't it nice to be scared or get a a, a, a thrill or a, a fright from something other than coronavirus? I, <laughs> I do find that comforting. <laughs> okay. Exactly. It takes your mind somewhere else. You're yeah. like in yeah. this whole other world. Let, let's go back to fake threats. I just, I don't need real <laughs> threats. I just want fake ones. Yeah, that that, that comforts me in some way. <laughs> uh, another Another feeling I was thinking might be good to ask about is this encapsulated in a podcast is uh, connection. You know, we're all in this together, you know, even though it's like social distancing, we want to be together, even though we're apart. I'm wondering if there's any podcasts you recommend that make you feel like you're in a room, I mean, in a room talking with people more so than other types of podcasts. Who would like to start? I'm happy to start with that one. Well, okay. Yeah. So I think, I think for me on a personal level, it's just been, uh, one of the things that I think is interesting about podcasters is they might've been, um, maybe a little bit more prepared for this isolation than, than the average population. Cause one of the things as an outsider of podcasting, I've been a listener and, and fan of podcasting for many years, but actually like behind the mic is, is relatively recent. And one of the things that they have told us is that it can be a lonely type of activity to, to be a podcaster. And even though, you know, maybe you have an interview show and so you are connecting with, with, uh, you know, your, your guests or whatever, that it can still be a very, a very lonely endeavor. So I feel like community building and, and putting yourselves out there online and, 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 uh, being there for people and trying to build connections was something that podcasting, I guess, was already kind of prepared for. So I've seen a lot of folks that um, whose podcast I follow, Harry Duran is a good friend of ours and has the podcast, Podcast Junkies. What he does is he's been going on Facebook Live every morning just to check in and see how people are doing and stuff like that. So um, for me, that's where I find the connection is, again, kind of similar to one of my previous answers is going back to a familiar voice, hearing how they're doing. Um, and then just, and, and so that, and then just, like I said, the podcasting community, a lot of those folks, I think we're already good about it so that they, they saw the opportunity to step up maybe, uh, quicker than others. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like a, that's your group of uh, people you share an interest with, you work with. And so that's a good point. You go back to, to listen to them. Exactly. All, okay. Johnny, what about you? Uh, I actually have three. Um, I, I, I think this, person has done an outstanding job. It's one of the most popular podcasts out there, but um, he does a great job of connecting with his audience and, and just making his, his uh, fears and anxieties and his, his growth as a human being uh, come across to his, to his audience. And they, they, they feel that honesty from him is uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Mm -hmm. um, uh, another one is life kit from NPR. Uh, I it's, it's a short series and they're usually four or five episodes long and they just give different tips and information on just like eating habits, uh, reading with your kids. My, my girlfriend turned me onto it and now I listen to it a lot. They're really short, uh, quick episodes and, and they're really insightful. I love them. And then the other one, and this one I think really is good about bringing, people together around the table around food, which um, 
I mean, that's one of the things my girlfriend and I have talked about is we can't wait to have people over to have brunches in our backyard and barbecues. Our, our, our life is like centered around our backyard, having our neighbors over and, um, and food plays a big part of that. And it's this podcast out of Portland called uh, flexitarian feast. And it's these two women who uh, one's a vegetarian or a vegan and the other one mostly eats that lifestyle. And it's all centered around different. Some, I mean, they did one episode on carrots. I think it was, and it was really <laughs> engaging and warm and friendly. And uh, I'm not much of a cook and I love listening to it. It makes me feel like I can cook <laughs> uh, instead of just making quesadillas. Um, so those are my three recommendations. Those are great. Speaking of carrots, that episode, is it where they just talk about how to make them? Do they give you recipes? Are you in the kitchen with them when they? Yeah, um, they really, it's, it's, I love the way they structure the show. They, they introduce themselves and talk about the food that they're going to cover or the recipes that they're going to go into. And then they dive into it. They'll, they might have a guest on and, and they talk about why they chose that up, why they are centered around that, that particular food or, or dish. And, uh, and then they give some, some background on it and some recipes. It's a great show and it's really warm and sweet. Great. It's a very inviting show. Uh, okay. Another type of feeling that I want to feel is escapism. Just, I think many of us are like, Oh, you know, I've had enough of the news and I want to escape. And, um, whether it's geographically like a travel or just escaping into a you know, a true crime podcast or whatever. I'm looking for some podcasts out there that just are all about escaping and escapism. So uh, Rockwell, what do you recommend for escaping? Yeah. So other than the the fiction podcast that I mentioned, uh, a, a few other good ones that come to mind in that, that genre are the bright sessions and ours paradoxica. It, it totally does take you to this other world and you know, what they're able to do with audio is, 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 pretty amazing and, and remarkable. And, and, uh, the way it just gets to string, you know, pull at your emotions is awesome. The, another one that kind of puts me in a different mind space or a different world, so to speak is uh, hardcore history by Dan Carlin. Um, it's a really, uh, I mean, that's what I love about podcasting. Just like what Johnny said, they did a whole episode on carrots. Like you can just go so deep on a topic and, you know, find out all this information about something that you had no idea you were interested in, or just was so interesting in general. And with hardcore history, um, Dan Carlin really breaks the whole idea of how long should the, the, what's the perfect length for a podcast episode? Well, his are like eight hours sometimes. I think one is like that. It's, that's not usual. It's usually around three hours. So, so don't quote me on the eight hour, but still like it's whatever he feels it needs to be. And it's just tell these really interesting, somewhat, uh, well, I mean, the name's hardcore history. So they're, you know, they're, uh, he's not like explicit, but he's graphic with the way he tells the story. So one of the big ones that got him, that got him on my radar was about the Mongols and, and Genghis Khan and stuff like that. And just how he talks about it and, and his voice. It's like, you know, that's his instrument and uh, it, it's really captivating. That's a good point. I, I'm starting to get more into history. I think that does tie into uh, sometimes we're always the past repeats itself. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that's a, that's when I'll, I've, I've heard about and uh, definitely have the time to listen to a few hours worth. <laughs> what about you, Johnny escapism podcasts? My escapism podcast is unspooled. It's with Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson, and they're going through. They I, they've got to be close to the end of it, but they're going through the AFI's uh, 
top 100 uh, films. Oh, it's and, the American Film Institute? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. And um, so they've they've watched every single movie or they're closing in on getting to the end of the 100. Um, and one of the things I really like about it is Amy Nicholson's, uh, she's, a, she's a film critic and her insights into cinema, especially 70s cinema, um, about how it was a really misogynistic boys club era and a lot of those directors were really abusive and to their to their crew and their actors and their actresses and it just completely opened my eyes up about these movies that I loved as a young man and just just sort of like toxic being a toxic male syndrome you know when you're in your 20s and and like these things these movies that are held up in a great esteem and then you she just puts a completely different perspective on it. And I'm just, it just blows my mind every time she, she comes in with something about movies. Uh, she, she lays into Clint Eastwood <laughs> so many times about, about his, just like some of his movie making decisions. And uh, it, it cracks me up whenever she starts in on him. So she's got an opinion. Yeah. And Disney too. She talks about <laughs> Disney. Kind of That's great. Okay. So. Okay, good ones, good ones. Um, so, uh, you know, escaping, we can't escape. We're we're stuck at home. It seems like uh, for much of the time right now. So, podcasts that that are good for making you feel less bored at home. And so, uh, John, you had mentioned uh, flexitarian feasts. That sounds like one that's good for you know uh, feeling that like you're cooking and improving your your cooking skills. So, I was thinking along those lines for both of you, if you could recommend some podcasts that are, are really good for home focused stuff, learning a new skill, um, how to home projects, maybe, or just some things that, uh, you know, you're glad you're listening to while you're at home. Uh, well, life kit is good for that too. Okay. Just that, that life kit is so flexible. And, it, and then the other recommendation, um, Oh, where'd it go? Sorry. Give me one second. Sorry. Okay. Or Rockwell can give his picks while you're thinking about one. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then my other recommendation: it's not a podcast; it's a YouTube channel. And I know that's kind of out of the realm here, but it's called Ishitani Furniture, um, and it's this Japanese wood uh, carpet carpenter, and he makes just it's they're so peaceful, and. Um, and methodic and it's not about him it's about what he's making um uh, and I, so i like to have those on in the background actually because it's just the sound of wood being cut and just the the time and effort and care he puts into making something uh i find very relaxing and it is makes me escape that's really good in terms of podcasts that could be like the the background sound uh that does sound like it could come in handy when you're trying to relax yeah it's very zen like okay rockwell what about you yeah i think what, what, well that's what i like about the the story the narrative type of podcast whether it is a true crime or or audio fiction is that you can you can listen to that with somebody else and i guess you can listen to any of these podcasts with somebody else but i find that the the story driven ones are you know much more enjoyable when you're listening to somebody else and it's like oh my gosh can you believe that happened uh so you know ones like of course serial is is one of the biggest podcasts if not the biggest 
there's one called S Town that's similar style. Uh, and then, um, of course, what are the other popular ones? There's like Dirty John, um, a few other ones that are, are really interesting. Um, but those are the ones I, that come to mind for me, at least. But I, I really like the one that Johnny said. I hope I'm going to be checking the show notes when this episode comes out. And <laughs> yes. Back and a few of his. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, we are going to list all the podcast picks on our on our podcast page, so you could just uh, uh, click on them right away to to get the information as well. As, I I don't know if you were both aware of this, but S Town and Serial were both from um, the same production house, right? Which right. is This American Life? That's, that's right. Ira Glasses. Yes. People. And I, I, I do admit, I, that's when I really started getting into podcast listening was Serial. That was a, a, a particularly uh, series, the first series, and then S-Town as well. Although I, I guess that one, I have my opinion about that one. But that's a good thing about podcasts, <laughs> you can have an opinion. Um, kids. I know I have a lot of friends who are stuck at home with the kids. And uh and the kids are just as frustrated as the parents. So I was thinking if you have some good recommendations for podcasts that uh, kids of any, well, not of any age, but you know, uh, K through 12 grades should, uh, should tune in and listen to. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. I don't have kids and I don't really work in that realm. My- so that graphic novel explorers club isn't uh, I was wondering about that one because I, when I was a librarian, the kids just loved graphic novels. Yeah, you know, I should have asked my girlfriend. My girlfriend's a librarian with Sac- Sacramento Public Library, uh, and she has several that she recommends, and I should have asked her. But no, Graphic Novel Explorers Club isn't really for kids. We, More we yeah, it's definitely okay. for adults. We okay. we cover some of our books deal with really. Um, uh, adult situations, be it sexual or violence or just, you know, things that kids wouldn't be ready for. We even will say at the beginning, sometimes like, you know, if you're thinking about getting this for your kid, don't, don't. And, uh, and, and all of our stuff is, is, is marked with explicit so that there's no chance a kid could, you know, accidentally, Oh, I want to go see what this Batman thing is about. And okay. big, that big red E is up there saying like, no, don't, don't listen to this. Okay. So graphic um, novel explorers is pretty graphic. I do love yelling at kids. If that is, any, <laughs> I tell them to get off my lawn, don't touch my car. No. <laughs> if you, if you get back that, if you ask your girlfriend for a couple of podcast picks, uh, I could definitely post them on the page. So okay. I should just yell. List. She's right outside with our neighbor's <laughs> kids. I should yell out the window. Hey, uh, Sasha, <laughs> give me some kids recommendations. So yeah, after we finish recording, yeah, yell at yeah. Sasha. Rockwell, what about you? Do you have any? Yeah, there's this, um, so Guy Raz, who uh, does like How I Built This and the NPR radio show, he has one, uh, I think it's under the NPR umbrella, that's a like a science kid show. It's really fun. I've listened to it a few times and because uh, we saw, I was thinking that um, kids podcasting would become more of a thing. And it, it has to some degree. There's like a... Um, there's like a new show that's like kids related news and it has like a lighter take on it's not so they're negative. definitely growing yeah you're seeing a growth in that oh yeah yeah they're definitely growing that's awesome yeah tremendous opportunity for you know to put something on when when you're back to having your regular commutes with the kids in the back um yeah but again not not exactly something that i listen to all the time but sure. because it we're seeing it as somewhat of an emerging genre is definitely something that uh trying to pay attention to as it starts to develop more 
Well, I, I love Guy Raz. I, I, I think he did or still does Science Friday on NPR. That's that's the one I was thinking of then. Oh, okay, yeah. so I think he, it's for he, kids. Okay. Yeah. No, that's oh. Ira. That's Ira Flato that does oh, uh, that's Science Ira Friday. Flato. Okay, but Guy yeah, Raz. Guy Raz does Radio Lab. Yeah, Radio Lab. That's it. Mm. But he, but Rockwell, you're saying he does do one that is uh, really kid specific. Yeah, I mean, it's his voice, so it already has kind of like a bubbliness to it. Yeah. So w- there's like a female co-host and like the two of them together with all the sounds and production you can imagine with an NPR type of production. It's 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 well done. That's okay. one thing. And every time I listen to Radio Lab as like someone who does the editing, I'm like, oh my God, that's so many hours of work. They do so <laughs> much. I think, but they probably have like 20 people working on it, oh, right? Easily, easily. Yeah. Right. I, that nice. would be hours and hours and hours and hours of work <laughs> it's incredible right. what they do yeah and someone only like you could really like appreciate that yeah. to us it's like wow that's a lot going on but every like, time i hear when they go radio lab radio lab radio lab and then there's that trailing it gives me anxiety because i'm like oh the just all the tracks you have to keep track of to know where all those little audio bits are i'm like nope couldn't pay me enough <laughs> yeah definitely a new pay appreciation for podcast pr- production um, all right, so I will I will double check the name of Guy Raz's Science for Kids podcast, and we'll we'll put it up there. Last last request I have for you is kind of a uh, a forward thinking one, I guess. Uh, when we're when we get the all clear to go out and you know live the new normal outside our homes, I'm wondering if there's any podcast that you're savoring, you know, you want to listen to again or a brand new one that will just have so much more meaning or joy because you're free to go anywhere and, and listen to it anywhere. Um, like, I don't know, pro sports, are there any podcasts that are on hold right now because they can't really um, uh, uh, focus on their topic, like, you know, basketball or baseball or, or podcasts that will prepare you for the new normal once it starts. So I know that's kind of like a big open-ended question, but I guess, you know, podcasts that we should listen to to just savor, you know, the life that we have uh, or prepare us for the life that we're going to be living, you know, going forward. I know, kind of a big, big well, topic. I don't have any specifics, but I would say any any show that is helpful and gives hope and um, is clear and concise uh, you know, just about how we should all come together and work together and, and just try and be better people after, through this and after this process is a show I would recommend. Do you have one in mind? No, unfortunately don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Rockwell, last words with you, our final I guess, pick. I guess Wait, it would be, I guess it would be the counterpoint to that is if you're listening to something that is tearing people down or punching down, anything like that, don't listen to it. All right. Fair enough. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think for me, it's, uh, I mean, I'm just looking forward to, you know, getting back on somewhat of a regular routine schedule. Like I said, you know, my podcast consumption has been, you know, thrown off a little bit. So uh, just finding different ways to, to add it in. I'm like looking for dishes to clean now, just because I know that's like great. <laughs> that's prime podcasting time <laughs> for me. Um, Same. But, but, you know, there's only so many dishes. So, you know, it's just looking for, for some, but I'm also just looking forward to like not hearing about the the coronavirus and all the other stuff that's going on. Um, yeah. So I, I can't think of anything, you know, specific, but again, I, I do think that podcasting and podcasters were just 
a little more prepared. I mean, look at Johnny's setup right now at his home. Like that probably wasn't, that was probably before COVID, I'm guessing. Like you already have somewhat of a setup at home. Uh, a lot of podcasters are used to recording conversations remotely and doing a lot with a little. So, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, that's why their productions uh, schedules have stayed on on track because they were already kind of used to, to doing it this way. Um, so, but, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, I can hear the, how I hear the difference in companies like, or, or shows like the Howard Stern show, I'm not like a big listener to that anymore, but I was hearing it. I was listening to it to see how they sound and, and how they've had to adapt. And it definitely sounds different and, and not as well produced. So I guess just, yeah, certainly hearing some sports again is going to be exciting. Uh, and then just hearing the shows get back to the regular production. <laughs> That'll be nice to listen to. Mm-hmm. All right. Johnny and Rockwell, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a, a great list of picks. I'm going to post it on our podcast page and I'm going to start uh, downloading some episodes. So, uh, yeah, appreciate your time and uh, stay stay healthy and stay safe and stay sane. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Same here. Thank you. You've been listening to California Groundbreakers. This episode of The New Normal in California with Michelle Foss Snowden, Rockwell Felder, and Johnny Flores was recorded on May 11th, 2020. Thanks again to our guests for taking the time to talk with us about their top picks. Thanks also to Ross and Heidi Rojek, owners of Capital Bookstore in Sacramento for their great book picks. The audio recording for their interview didn't turn out well, but we listed their great book choices on our podcast page. As always, thanks to Caleb Clark at Kickstart Audio for recording and producing this podcast. And of course, thanks to you for listening. If you find our podcasts worth listening to in these difficult times, consider making a donation and supporting our efforts to produce more informative, inspiring conversations about how Californians are coping with the new normal. You can do that, as well as keep tabs on upcoming podcast episodes, our live events, whenever it's safe to do them again, and other information about us by going to our website, californiagroundbreakers.org.